Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Well, this is Tim Howard, the host of Reflect the Life You Want. I'm especially excited today to have a very, very special guest, Alicia in Shiradu. She is the playwright, producer, and the director of What the River Knows. And What the River Knows is a play that's getting ready to come out here at Thalian Hall here in Wilmington, North Carolina, beginning Thursday, November 10th, running four days through November 13th. So, Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. And you got the name correct. <laughs> I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> well, you and I were first connected through Rob Kaiser, the publisher of the Greater Wilmington Business Journal. And you and I have a mutual connection with your associate producer, Erica Stillman, who's actually been a guest of this program. Yes. So I was very excited for Rob to connect us. And I'm really interested in learning about your passion that brought this creation about about the play because it has a significant impact to our history here in the city of Wilmington. Mm, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'd wondered if just to kind of introduce our listeners, tell us a little bit about Alicia, what's your personal professional history, what brought you to where you are today? Okay. Um, actually, I came to Wilmington in 1996 to attend their newly created uh, creative writing graduate program at UNCW. And so I entered uh, that that two-year program. And uh, for two years, I studied creative nonfiction, short stories, poetry, uh, novel writing, and I ended up writing a screenplay as my awesome. wanting to defend as my master's thesis. Excellent. Yes. My oldest son was an undergraduate of the creative writing program at UNC Wilmington. All righty. <laughs> so you, you wrote this thesis for your master's program, and that led to then creating this play. Well, uh, in a way, I actually uh, had been rewriting, I've been rewriting the screenplay Mm -hmm. since 1999 when I defended it, Mm -hmm. and I've been wanting to sell it to Hollywood. Oh. Because, uh, you know, my my main um, interest is writing and Mm -hmm. screenwriting, Mm -hmm. and I feel like What the River Knows was a product that could possibly Mm -hmm. be sold and produced. I think uh, it absolutely could be. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I was doing that. At the time, I was teaching at Cape Fear Community College. Mm-hmm. And then I early retired in 2014 and started doing extras work here in town with the movie industry. Mm-hmm. I started working with independent short film make, short film filmmakers. Mm-hmm. As a, I was a script continuity person. I also was an actor. And I decided I wanted to write uh, short films. Mm. So I wrote my first short film script, and I um, not only wrote it, I produced it and directed it. 
Awesome. And so that was Blind Date in 2016. It was uh, done for the 100 Words Film Festival in Charlotte. So it uh, the script is actually 100 words, no more, no less, wow. in seven minutes. <laughs> that was my first short film. Cool. And so in uh, 2017, I decided to take my screenplay from, from my master's thesis and create a film teaser. Mm. So I exerted about 24 pages out of it and made a film teaser. Wow. And we pre- pre- premiered it at Kukulores Film Festival okay. in November 2019. So, of course, the subject is uh, uh, inspired by the 1898 mm-hmm. uh, white supremacy massacre that happened here mm-hmm. in Wilmington. And uh, after we showed uh, that film teaser, and we actually had a staged reading of actors who acted it out even mm-hmm. before the actual film was shown, because Kukulores had offered a stage a sort of a format. Um, we had a full house, and everyone demanded that they see the whole story <laughs> of what the river knows. And so I was talked into, uh, by my executive producers, I was talked into adapting the film script into a stage play script. So thank you very much, executive producers. (laughs) Uh, Two entirely different animals, of course, right? A screenplay and an actual film uh, as compared to a stage, a live stage play. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, for the last two years, uh, I, I agreed that I would adapt uh, my storyline of the film for the stage. Mm-hmm. And it has been a challenge, but uh, it took two years, and now it is ready as a live uh, stage play, and we are presenting it in November for a four-day run. Awesome. I look forward to seeing it. Thank you. The um, What was that? The passion that inspired this originally is it what yes. is it that your connection to this story and and so uh, around January 1997, when I was in grad school, mm-hmm. I went to the movies mm-hmm. uh, one night mm-hmm. and saw Rosewood, okay. which uh, is a, a movie that was made by the late John Singleton, mm-hmm. and it is a fictional drama about uh, a a, a white supremacist uh, massacre in Rosewood, Florida mm-hmm. in 1923. Mm-hmm. And so I had been in Wilmington for a, a year or so, and I had been hearing about uh, Wilmington's 1898 massacre, and I, I didn't know very much about it. But when I saw that movie, I said, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I need to find out went on here in uh, uh, the backyard of my new hometown because I still hadn't decided what I wanted to do my master's thesis on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I had been exploring doing creative nonfiction and to to write uh, personal experience, sort of a uh, uh, experience or or narrative or essay type uh, thesis, mm-hmm. um, but I really wanted to use my 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 my, my passion for screenwriting. Mm-hmm. I learned screenwriting at UNCW when a visiting professor uh, from Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, came and 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 spent some time 
in our graduate program, and I learned to write my screenplay uh, in his classes. And I had I had the first original storyline of, of of what the river knows in within nine months. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, in the process of doing your research around the history of Wilmington and this, what occurred in eighteen ninety, what was it that was most significant to you that you felt like needed? This to be told in the story of the screenplay. Well, it was that 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 there's a legend mm-hmm. that's still not documented that black men were thrown into the Cape Fear River that night, mm-hmm. um, and that to me uh, um, meant after looking at the research that so many blacks went missing or actually had left. A Wilmington after that night. Mm-hmm. Actually, many were uh, were, were actually banished mm-hmm. uh, uh, that uh, that day and that night, and there was that rumor that also so many uh, uh, dead bodies had been thrown into the Cape Fear River. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, there has never been any uh, official investigation. Mm-hmm. They haven't dragged the river mm-hmm. uh, for any bones that may be there. And so that was intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was also looking, I was doing research, and I came upon the 1897 J.L. Hills Business Directory. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, wow, uh, there were many asterisks next to names. And those asterisks stood for the colored businesses in town. Mm-hmm. And there were many asterisks. I'm like, Okay, so blacks were doing well. They had lots of businesses going on on Front Street. And so there was one uh, business that had an ad, a half-page ad in the business directory. And it said, Bill Poster and uh, 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 a painter and printer. And his name was Balaam Fuller, and he lived on 7th Street. Mm -hmm. And he was the only Bill Poster and sign painter in town. Mm. So that was pretty major in 1898. Yeah. That's the way that you got your advertisements out, right? Mm-hmm. Through bill posting and sign posting, you know, bill, mm-hmm. to, to actually make those beautiful signs. Right. And um, so I started thinking not only about that character, a person who had owned his own business, and he was an artistic, very uh, talented uh, person, and because I had read that so many blacks, professionals especially, had been run out of town, but that there were many professionals mm-hmm. uh, in town, black professionals, uh, white-collar workers and blue-collar workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of a mecca at this time in Wilmington for blacks mm-hmm. in the eight, uh, uh, after uh, after the Civil War. S- the Civil War, mm-hmm. after the Civil War, and as Reconstruction began. Mm-hmm. So that intrigued me. Yeah. I also uh, had met a lot of talented people in Wilmington. Wilmington is full of wonderful, talented oh, artists, yeah. visual artists, uh, actors, writers, singers, dancers. And so I started an organization, the Black Arts Alliance. Mm-hmm. And we started a film festival, Sin Noir, a festival of black film. And so we gathered, uh, we, we, we started actually, we did a wonderful film festival, and then we started doing uh, workshops for artists, uh, works in progress. We call it our WHIP uh, uh, 
series. Mm -hmm. And so several of us, or co-founders, were uh, Rhonda Bellamy, who's here, who runs the North Carolina Arts Council, uh, Grinaldo Frazier, who's since passed, who was an awesome uh, Broadway uh, star and and actor and pianist and uh, uh, entertainer here in Wilmington, and several other wonderful, talented uh, uh, Black artists. And so I started thinking about, wow, I wonder how it would have been for an artist in Wilmington who had to leave Wilmington or, or, or presently who lives in Wilmington and still wants to uh, do their art and live a full life mm-hmm. in the city that they live in without um, any constraints. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with the fictional character of Balaam Futrell. Mm. who uh, is the only sign painter in town. So this this play, the storyline includes not only fictional characters, but historical characters as, as, well. as well. And so it is a fictional, uh, intergenerational tale uh, of a family uh, and, and Wilmingtonians going through racial strife, uh, politics, uh, jealousy, Racism, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And if if I understand it correctly, are you you mix some of the visual, some of the film stuff with the stage play? Is that correct? I I, I do, I do. And so what happens is that um, Balaam Futrell's great great grandson is a visual artist living in Paris. And he comes back to Wilmington after being away for 10 years uh, to bury his grandmother who who raised him. Mm. And so he sort of becomes possessed. He starts hearing and becoming Balaam. And he starts finding out what went on in 1898. And... Um, the, the 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 night before he left Wilmington, ten years before he comes back, he had a very traumatic event happen on the north side in an alley with his uh, young teenage mother uh, and another uh, despicable character, and uh, he actually developed a retrograde amnesia mm-hmm. from the traumatic event that happened 10 years before. So when he comes back home 10 years later, he has more of his memory, but every time he sees his mother, he has these flashes of a lost memory. Oh. So we're going to use uh, the short film that we made with Honeyhead Film Production Company, and we're going to uh, break them up into uh, uh, seconds of uh, flashbacks of lost memory of the night in that alleyway that he left. That'll and be so, a beautiful blending of different yes, mediums. The yes, the, those film clips will be shown on a scrim. So they'll be sort of, not blurred, but they're from the point of view of Bailey, who yeah. is the great-great-grandson of Balaam. So wow. our one actor is playing both roles wow. of Balaam in 1898 and Bailey, who he, his name is Balaam also, named after his great-great-grandfather, but he's called Bailey now. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, he, that that's how the film clips uh, come in on a scrim, very like sort of uh, shadowy and blurry. Mm-hmm. And from Bailey's uh, perspective, we don't really see him, but we see things happening to him. I think it's going to be fascinating, both Thank from you. the story you're mm-hmm. describing, but also the blending of the different mediums, how that comes across. It's going to be really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, excellent. I'm looking forward to hearing that, seeing that. Ahead of the show, 
I asked you to take a look at the reflect acrostic of the reflect the life you want. Now, which which elements of that seem to resonate with you? And a couple of them did, but one that you mentioned was to recognize the power to change. And I'm wondering, what is it about that that speaks to you in your life experience, your professional experience? Okay, thank you. Well, I have had to reinvent myself Mm -hmm. and recreate myself many times Mm -hmm. in my long life. (laughs) (laughs) I I have led a long life, but I I plan to live a few, a couple more decades (laughs) at least. (laughs) And so in the 80s, well, I was living in New York City And I uh, was uh, I was working as a speech therapist for the New York City public schools, but I also was pursuing playwriting mm-hmm. and spoken word poetry and short story writing, and um, just I, I just became very immersed in the uh, African American consciousness of Harlem and, and New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, learned a lot. Uh, 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 of African American history that I did not learn in, in, in the '60s when I was in high school, right. and, and 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 so throughout through the '70s and '80s, I really um, and when I actually um, came back to North Carolina and went to graduate school at ECU, I became immersed in. Uh, um, uh, world literature and multicultural literature, mm-hmm. and I was very fascinated by it. And so, I didn't know what I wanted to do for my ma- master's thesis. So that was the first graduate school. So I've been to three mm-hmm. uh, since uh, uh, I came back mm-hmm. home uh, to 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 North Carolina. And so at ECU, I was planning on doing a uh, a critical study of integration and how it. Uh, has affected uh, blacks in terms of education, economy, uh, living. Uh, and I was going to use my hometown of Kinston, mm-hmm. North Carolina, as an example, because I did go to high school there through ninth grade to an awesome, uh, of course, all-black high school. Uh, schools, of course, were still segregated in the early 60s. And uh, I was going to do that, but then I, I, I got the... The, the the film writing, screenwriting, and playwriting bug, and I, I still wanted to do the, that writing. Mm-hmm. And I I said, mm, I, mm, and then when the uh, creative uh, graduate uh, writing program opened here at UNCW in 96, I said, okay, I think I'll go and get a, a creative writing uh, a graduate degree, and maybe I'll even maybe write a, a screenplay, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll even make a movie. <laughs> and that was, you know, like I said, 96, 97. And so that, that's, that's how I ended up coming here and, and getting involved in, in uh, filmmaking mm-hmm. and, and, and screenwriting. Well, the T element of the reflector cross is thoughts are key. Think it, create it, and you're you're creating now. Yeah, it's I come like to the life tea. as a film, uh, I, and I now it's going to be a play with some of the yes, film yes, elements yes. mixed in. And- yes, but with the R uh, re- reflect uh, in terms of the power to change. Yes. I actually did have to. Uh, 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 re reinvent myself. So in the eighties, before I came back to to North Carolina, I took on the name of Inshiradu, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I was known as Inshiradu. I was 
just one name, you know, like Cher mm-hmm. or Charo. Right. I was in Shiradu, mm-hmm. and my friends called me Shira okay. or Inshira. And so that name was uh, 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 actually created by a friend of mine. She was in, she's an Orthodox Muslim in, in Newark, and she was a, a midwife at Bethesville, I think, hospital, I think it's called, in Newark. And she was just an amazing person. And uh, so we came up with uh, Inshira, which is Arabic for vast. Mm. And we put the do on the end to make it African. Mm. And so I became Inshira do. And so um, after I, I came back home and after I, I divorced, I took the name of Alicia Inshiradu, although I do have, uh, I still have my legal um, married name mm-hmm. that I, I also go by in terms of business, Alicia Alexander. Um, but I'm Alicia Inshiradu. I have, I, that's who I go by you know, in social media, and that's my writing name, and that's who I am. So I, 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 took on the the power to to change. Mm-hmm. Basically change means growing, means growth, it means expanding. It, it means uh, uh, learning from all of the experiences uh, uh, of life. So that insura vast you're you're learning to grow and experience new and things and you've reinvented yourself several times. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that we have to, especially with this changing world, right. with this changing planet, mm-hmm. in order to, uh, re- to, to 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 keep our power, to 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 stay empowered, mm-hmm. and to do, especially if if we're artists and we all are artists. But mm-hmm. if we if the artist uh, within us is going to come out and to create. That we 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 need, we have to roll with with the changes and and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my production company, my film company's name is Playing God. Yes, uh, one word with one G, and um, basically we are we're playing God. We're creating worlds mm-hmm. and and building new worlds. And so, um, I think that uh, that's that's how uh, that are. In reflect, uh, kind of, uh, uh, just sort of, I, I resonated with with that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. So you've, as you're working on these different things, you've been through this experience of creating the film, shifting to creating a play. I'm imagining there's growth for you personally as you're experiencing this vastness. Mm. Is there anything that you've learned for yourself to really? on a practical level, work on to reflect more of the life that you want um, that might be beneficial to our listeners? Um, okay. Um, well, adapting the screenplay to the stage, as I said before, actually was very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I resisted it for the first year mm-hmm. after my executive producers tried to talk me into it. I said, no, 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 no. I need to continue working on the screenplay to make it strong enough for Hollywood, mm-hmm. strong enough for me to get a literary agent who can shop it around Hollywood mm-hmm. and and pay me for it. Mm-hmm. And um, um, then when COVID hit in 2020, and I was working remotely from home, and I started thinking about it. I said, okay, 
I'm going to accept this challenge and I'm going to start writing uh, this adaptation. So you've got these two entirely different formats. So that, that, that was very challenging, but I stuck with it and I decided that I'm going to do this because it's, this is a gift to the Wilmington community. Absolutely. So for me, this is a gift to the Wilmington community. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm stopping to give them the full story. And so it was very challenging to maintain the uh, integrity of the storyline of the film script, which has a million characters mm-hmm. <laughs> and extras and ghosts, etc., <laughs> for as a small live stage. Well, not so small. It's the main stage of Thelian Hall. We're going to yeah. do it on. But... To be able to pare that down um, for a live audience mm-hmm. and to keep the storyline, mm-hmm. which has s- several timelines. Mm-hmm. So What the River Knows, the original and also this live stage uh, uh, play, has uh, five timelines. 1898, 1998, 100 years later. Mm. Uh, then 1988, a 10 years before our main character has left Wilmington and has come back. And uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. So I brought it up to February 2020. I didn't want to go past February 22, if, if, if you get my drift, yeah. in terms of having to go into that. But there was enough there for me to jump from the scene, uh, uh, one scene to the final scene. So the, the scene before the final scene is set in August 1998. Mm-hmm. And then we go 22 years later to February 2020. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is get an understanding of how things have unfolded for us mm-hmm. since 100 years, since the, 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 the massacre in 1898 mm-hmm. to now in 2022. So that's been, I, I think just, it's been very rewarding doing it. But I consider all of this workshop, uh, workshopping material. I'm workshopping my actual screenplay because I'm going to get back to that as soon as November 13th comes and goes. And I'm going to continue rewriting yeah. the screenplay. Well, hopefully... The, so that we can make it into a yeah, feature. Hopefully here. the publicity and the success of the play give you some momentum towards... Your ultimate dream. Of yes, yes. Dream of I think in order to get a feature film um, produced, uh, if you're not going to try to do it yourself, and I do not want to independently produce a feature, I do love making films, but it really takes a village, and yes. um, it's actually very physical <laughs> and mental. Yeah. And uh, I, I really like doing the short films, but I really don't plan to, to do a feature of my own. And so it's important that I get that script strong enough, enough that a producer will want to produce it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that that has happened. The um, So you, you're working on this. You've had these different life experiences at this point in life. If, if you either like, kind of like your character of the play, if you ha- went back to an earlier version of yourself or you met someone now in life, it's like if you were to encourage that person to what they could do to reflect more of the life that they want, what would be that one nugget of wisdom that you would share? Oh, okay, so I can uh, probably speak to that 
based on, you know, my life. I'm going from actually my 20s now into uh, my 70s, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And uh, because, um, of course, like everybody else on this planet, I've had my challenges yeah. in my personal life, in my writing life, in my artist, our artist life. And so early in my 20s, uh, while I was in, 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 in New York City in the 70s and early 80s, I actually started reading a lot of how-to books, a lot of inspirational books. Mm-hmm. I was very drawn to them because I guess I was looking to, to grow. Mm-hmm. I was looking to uh, develop as an artist. And so I, I got into meditation mm-hmm. in my 20s. I started doing yoga mm-hmm. with... Um, Richard Hittleman on the public uh, 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 station on t- TV, mm-hmm. and I learned yoga from him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, of course, meditation started coming with that. So actually, for 40 years now, I've been uh, studying or uh, practicing meditation. Mm-hmm. And so in the last, I would say, mm, 10 years, uh, it has been, it's kicked in. Mm-hmm. And so it has helped me to to stay centered, uh, to stay balanced, to to stay clear, mm-hmm. or to be able to get back to uh, a clarity, to get back to balance, to get back to focus when I get unfocused mm-hmm. and unbalanced and unclear, which which happens. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, because we all get thrown off mm-hmm. uh, sometimes by things that happen. And we may lose our discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation is a practice. Yoga is a practice. Breathing, which is also something that I'm uh, uh, incorporating, I've been incorporating uh, to help me to be the best that I I, I can be. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the um, materials that I've read, it's just influenced me. And, and and kept me helped me to get back on track when I was off track in terms of doing my meditation mm-hmm. and and my other breathing practices, yoga, walking, uh, my, my 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 health diet that I that I'm on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on a very strict health diet, but it's not so strict now because I'm very used to it. Mm-hmm. But it keeps me healthy. Yeah. Um, so those Keeping things. Keeping you young. It's. It, I'm hoping so. I'm. I'm feeling actually better than I felt ten years ago. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I am. Anything that's popping up for you right now as we're kind of coming towards the end that you thought we might talk about that we haven't talked about, or anything that you just think our w- listeners might benefit by hearing from you? Well, I, uh, 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 my friends and 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 followers and associates, these last few years, I said, boy, you certainly are just uh, uh, resilient and persistent mm-hmm. in trying to get this uh, uh, production, What the River Knows, uh, the live stage play mm-hmm. uh, going. It, it has taken two years mm-hmm. and it's taken, this is the third try. Mm-hmm. And so the third time's a charm mm-hmm. uh, because we are so on our way. Uh, I've got 20 actors playing almost 50 characters. Wow. And so it's a pretty epic uh uh, a big, uh, complex production. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, all of uh, the things that I've mentioned to you, my, my meditation practice, et cetera, are keeping keeping uh, me on this wonderful uh, course to complete mm-hmm. this project. So I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, 
Mm, and and, and my, my, my mental health, my spirituality uh, is also uh, kicking in and, and helping me to, to stay positive and calm and peaceful as I'm dealing with so many different personalities and things that come coming at mm-hmm. me and also within myself. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had to learn how to um, minimize my ego and at the same time maintain my my, my, my self power, my self empowerment, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and and I think that it's it's working. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And I, and at this stage and this age in my life, I, I, I'm grateful. I feel like uh, this play that I'm doing now is uh, uh, was on my bucket list, yeah. and awesome. it's getting done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Up. Thank you. Well, I'm grateful for you to take the time to come in and um, share with our listeners about this project you've been working on, which has a tremendous amount of passion and energy that you've put into it. So if people want to learn more about the upcoming show, where to buy tickets, things like that, where would you direct them? Wonderful, wonderful. So yes, we're presenting this four-day run of What the River Knows, the stage play, on the main stage okay. of Thillian Hall. So tickets are only available at Thillian Hall's box office mm-hmm. or on their website. Okay. And so uh, they have a very wonderful system. It's very easy. You actually get to choose the seating that, that you want when you go in to buy your ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- I think there are almost uh, 600 uh, seats a night. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, I think tickets are going well. Um, but we're having a wonderful Sunday afternoon matinee at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And after that, we're holding an interactive town hall for the community, for those who would like to stay uh, uh, that day after the matinee or those who have come to the play on the different nights, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night at 7.30, to come back to the hall and um, and participate in a town hall uh, about uh, our our legacy of 1898 Mm. here in Wilmington. Fascinating. Yes. The um, if people want to connect with you directly, or they want to learn more about um, this, are there places in social media you would direct them to go to? to- okay, yes, thank you. I do have a wonderful group on Facebook mm-hmm. called "What the River Knows," the the tribal uh, fan page, and I have at my own page "Playing God Films" on Facebook. I also have the film teaser on a page. Uh, that page is called What the River Knows, the film teaser. <laughs> okay. 1898-inspired uh, film teaser. So um, I am a, a pretty um, – I, I love actually uh, the social media of Facebook at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can find me as Alicia Inshiradu. Yeah, and I also want to let folks know that all of the profits – for this uh, four-day run are going to a local 501c3 to support the Port Foundation. All of our profits are going uh, to to that that foundation uh, whose uh, vision is basically our vision, which is to enrich the community with with, with the black history uh, that is here. And the name of that 501c3? Support the Port. Support the Port. Yes. 
We'll also be giving away hundreds of tickets, uh, Tim, to diverse groups in the community, mm-hmm. and they can that they can actually contact support the port, who are dispersing the tickets. Basically, what will happen is that there will be will call tickets mm-hmm. at the box office for those who. Um, can get on the list with uh, the Support the Port Foundation who are in charge of dispersing the tickets for us. To those people mostly who uh, uh, traditionally uh, can't afford mm-hmm. theater tickets, but who really are our audience and who need to, I think, uh, get to see this uh, production. Well, I'm glad the timing is such that you were able to get in here. We're going to be able to get this episode out of Thank the podcast you. ahead of uh, hopefully a week and a half or so before when the play starts. That's wonderful. And uh, help spread the word. And uh, thank I'm you just very thinking much. about some of the people you and I may know mutually that we'll talk a little bit about after the show. But um, I'm grateful for you to come in. I'm, I'm grateful for you taking the time and the energy to uh, bring some of our local history to life. And hopefully people will be impacted by it. They'll be educated by it. And um, they'll be intrigued to want to know more yeah. and go learn more about our history. Yes. And also, I'm, I'm excited for you personally that you finish this um, screenplay and get some oh, thank producer you. to pick it up and, uh, and bring it to life. Thank you very much. I just want to say that our grand finale, so our final scene has turned into a grand finale because I wanted to leave the audience with uh, 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 upliftment and, and, and black joy. And black resilience. And so it's going to be a fascinating, fun uh, uh, grand finale because my cast of 20 are multi-talented. Mm. And we're going to bring those talents out um, with, with that grand finale. But the audience will leave that production with uh, a knowing what happened mm. on November 10th, 1898 in our town. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming in and sharing with us today. Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Tim.